It's been a while, quite a while, since a Cletus Cavalier update. So sit back, relax, and prepare to blast off. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. Cletus Cavalier is a good neighbor. He is also, if you believe his many wondrous tales, a former intergalactic space ranger. Some accuse Cletus of telling tall tales. Still, I find him to be quite intriguing and fun. Cletus Cavalier's alliance of really bad space dudes. The first tale he shared with me had to do with a space run that he once made to a faraway planet to deliver a life-saving elixir to a terribly sick and weakened population, one on the brink of extinction. Then there was the time he awoke to find a huge hole in his backyard. Now this would alarm anyone, but according to Cletus, it was not just any hole. He had discovered a portal to another world. And it was not just any portal to another world, but a link to a civilization of nightmarish robotic monsters that would come to destroy Earth and all of us. So what did you do? I asked. He answered, Seems Cletus, alongside his alien friend Scowl, jumped directly into the portal and traveled to several other planets to assemble what Cletus called Cletus Cavalier's Alliance of Really Bad Space Dudes, a name that his partners did not fully approve. The team consisted of Scowl, a mean-looking but big-hearted scavenger, who had a bit of a love-hate relationship with our Cletus. Then there was also a half-woman, half-robot named Scarlet, who seemed to be the brains behind the whole operation. They were dependent on Scarlet for her spaceship as well. They were joined by an extremely old man, like hundreds of years old, who could surprisingly move with lightning speed, but only every so often. Most of the time he was stone still as a statue. Finally, the crew was rounded out by two dozen pink, six-foot-tall, brawny beings that resembled something of the 1980s muscle brand toy figures. All involved hailed from one of five planets where the perilous portals appeared. So their very existence depended on finding the source of the threat and shutting those pathways down. Scarlet's wit charted them through space to their destination. She stayed on board after landing, just in case a quick getaway was in order. Scowl's intimidation techniques and amazing strength ruffled the planetary guards that had been posted outside. After, he stayed to keep a lookout on the entrance. The muscle-like crew worked to overpower the evil robotic monsters guarding the planet's core from the inside, even though the good guys were outnumbered ten to one. No! Cletus boasted, twenty to one. 
Next time he tells the story, it will probably be fifty to one. Exaggeration is important in telling tall tales. Anyway, that left Cletus and the old guy, whose name was Nehi, to get to the portal activator thingy and shut it down. He was named Nehi because he lived solely on Nehi soda. And yes, that does exist on his planet too, was Cletus's strange claim. Nehi was at the core super fast. Then, of course, he couldn't move for a while. When Cletus caught up, it was on him to disarm the dangerous device. Millions were depending on me, Cletus said, with pride. What did you do? I asked, captivated, leaning in close. Cletus said he opened the portal activator thingy and started ripping up wires with his bare hands and breaking instruments with ferocious fists of fury. Anything he could see, he destroyed, hoping it would bring down the interstellar interstates that bridged this distant world to his own and others. It didn't work. The portals emanating from all sides of this room remained perfectly intact. Then, the programmer appeared. He was the real enemy. Someone had to program those hapless robots, after all. The programmer, large and threatening, lumbered slowly, confidently toward Cletus. He spoke in a long villain monologue about how Cletus and his friends would perish and how their planet's natural resources would soon be his. And a lot of other stuff, Cletus added. I zoned out. You know what it's like when one person monopolizes the conversation. Having listened to Cletus without pause for a full twenty minutes, I could relate. Then he gave it away, Cletus told. Like all villains when they monologue, he gave away too much information. He said to shut down the portal would require great sacrifice, one that none of us selfish beings would ever be able to make. Apparently the portals could only be taken down if the room's core was taken out. Now the core was a white-hot energy device, suspended in a cavern a hundred yards below the programmer, Cletus, and the old dude. It's incredibly strong, the programmer bragged to Cletus. One twice your size would have to dive directly into it to divert its immense power. The programmer laughed a long, villain laugh. Cletus looked at the old dude. Nehi didn't budge at first. As Cletus tried to formulate a plan, suddenly Nehi zipped quickly and stealthily across the room, spearing directly into the programmer and the two of them fell down into the cavern below and into the core, destroying it, taking out its creator and bringing down the portals. Then what? I asked. Then Cletus ran and summoned his strong pink friends and scowl and scarlet, pleaded with all to fly away fast, before the planet exploded into a million bits, which it did, just as they were sailing away. Five more seconds and I would have been space dust like the programmer, all those robots, the whole planet. 
and that brave old dude. Nehi, Cletus said mournfully, as he took a long, slow sip of knee-high soda. All returned safely to their home planets and hugged their loved ones a little bit closer that night. I was back home safe in no time, Cletus continued. All were safe, even though mankind had no idea how close it had come to utter demise. I thanked him, said goodbye, and returned home sure that I had not heard the last Cletus Cavalier adventure. And neither have you, listeners. Yet that is all for this week. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, have a wild and wonderful and weird week. Be good to each other. Build bridges, be helpers, tear down walls. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might blast you into outer space. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. <laughs>